Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads Podcast. And as always, sitting right over there in our original studio is my main man, Reggie. What's going on today, Reg? <laughs> Mr. Ken, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Uh, doing? Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Starting out the the new year. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wish our, our team at this point of the, of the season had a, a little bit brighter uh, finish to the to the season and and starting out the new year with a with a playoff run but uh that's unfortunately for you and i reggie and a lot of commanders fans it's, it's out of our control we can we, we spend a whole lot of time wishing and hoping and crossing our fingers and talking and debating and cheering and crying and cussing and and we're eliminated so uh <laughs> Man, <laughs> man, you know, brother, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say, man. I, I, here we are, another year gone, mm-hmm. another season, ex- finishing exactly the way. Seems like all the rest of them have have um, finished, right? Um, there was a lot of hope this year, man. Um, a lot of predictions of 10, 11 win seasons, right? Um, but yeah, here we are. Potentially, if we lose this game on Sunday, potentially Ron Rivera have finished three consecutive years with seven win seasons. Right. This is not, 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 not what we signed up for. And I'm pretty sure it's not what Ron signed up for either. But right. Here we are, man. The third consecutive season. At at best, we're gonna finish at eight and eight. And one. Yeah. And one. And at worst, we're gonna finish seven, nine, and one. Right. And either way, it's not good. Correct. Whether Correct. whether they win this game or they lose the game is not good. But but here we are, man, for another season. And and we'll we'll end up doing a year review and recapping all that kind of stuff, but I said again, man. We my the wind went out of my sails after that second Giants game, and we lost, knowing that we had five games remaining. We were sitting pretty in the driver's seat. In fact, during our bye week, we moved up to the sixth spot. Right, sitting in the sixth spot with four games to go. We don't need no help. Right, we we don't need your help. Don't worry about it. I mean, re- realistically, yeah, realistically, winning two out of the last five, and we're that's in. not a whole. That's not a lot, right? You you can be sub five hundred, go two and three in your last five, and you're in. You're in, and yet <laughs> you know? we went winless. So far, winless yeah. in the month yeah. of December. Yeah, we were seven um, and, seven and five. I think is what it was, and we have just gone on off. <laughs> so. It's just oh my god, dude. This is this is terrible. Terrible. As, well, as and, and it, yeah, it's terrible. And and it's one of those things also where you know the beginning of the season, you know, after four or five weeks, we thought the season was basically over early, right? And right. They, they they scratch and they claw and Heineke comes in and, and, and does some of his Heineke stuff. The defense improves. 
and all of a sudden we're we're, we're scratching out some wins, right? They're, they're not pretty wins, um, and, and we're just kind of squeaking some games by, but we're putting some wins in a row, and, and you're thinking, man, they, it just that next little level of playing is going to click for them. And, you know, they're not going to necessarily, you know, be, be world dominators, but they're going to play that just play to the next level, one step above. And if they would have done that, they would have been in the playoffs. Right. But they, they, they were just barely squeaking by and maybe, you know, as we look at it, you know, hindsight's always 2020, you know, maybe we, weren't as good during those during those that five or six game streak as we th- were hoping that we were right as as fans you're always hoping um we were not Ken. we were not and and and, and, and talking about rivera and potentially three seasons in a row with only seven wins you you accept the first one right it's it's a rebuild and everything's going on and, and then the second one they start making some moves and you think you got a solid core team, but at, at, at the end of this one, it's a different feeling because if, if we were seven and nine and as example, we had a, a young rookie quarterback this year and we saw him improve as the season goes, you go, okay, okay. You know, we kind of fell off at the end of the season. Um, team started, you know, picking up, his tendencies and his weaknesses and that's why we fell off and and next year in in his sophomore nfl season uh, it'll be a lot better but we don't have that right right? we have a glaring hole and so that's why it's like and and then you know we're all happy that the team is selling is being sold but the timing of selling the team is a handicap to the future well to two things to, to 2023 future um you know it, 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 because of how it's going to play out and who has the authority to hire and fire and make decisions you know some people have some handcuffs on them to be able to to make those uh changes that a lot of us fans and podcasters feel like uh need to be made so it's a well just be, it, be, more, be more specific you're referring to the fact that Ron Rivera would most likely stay on uh, for at least one more year if the team is sold, right? So uh, I, I think, yeah, it, yes, because by the time the, the the by the time a by the time the team is sold, which won't be until March, all the coaches the head coaches that are available that you might want will already have been hired. Right. And then even, you know, there's, there's a, you know, we can get into it here in a minute, but you know, a lot of the fans and media and podcasters and, and anybody that has paid attention to the commanders know that Scott Turner is not the answer, but okay. let's just, let's say you want, let's say you're fine with Rivera being the head coach. As long as we change the, offensive coordinator i know that's not how you and i feel but if if there are the the those people out there that say okay he's a he's a leader but we need an offensive coordinator who's going to come in as an offensive coordinator knowing that ron might only have one year right you might get some offensive coordinators to to look at it but it's not going to be the stars you know that if you have three or four or five uh 
top head coach or top offensive coordinator uh, positions or, or people that you would want to go reach for. None of them want to come to Washington under this scenario. The talent is there minus the quarterback, but you know, for some tools for them to work with, but not, not with this ownership. Cause you're not going to come in and, and all of a sudden you go, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fired after one year. And I don't have a, as I get hired on, I don't even know who my quarterback's going to be opening day of 2023. Um, so it's not it's, it things are not setting up well already in this moment things change but in this moment of uh, of uh the end of 2022 things don't look good for the beginning of 2023. Well, there's two things can happen. Uh, unlikely, but they can happen. One would be the the sell of the team is is already there and the NFL is just waiting to after the Super Bowl, right? Um, so this could already be a done deal, potentially. That that would be one positive or one thing that could change the course of 2023. The other thing would be, and again, I'm going to say unlikely, it would be that Ron decides he's had enough. He recognizes that he's probably lame duck coach. There's probably one more year to this with new ownership. He went through this with in Carolina. He may just say at the end of the season, because look, man, not only is, is this fan base tough on our players and coaches, Ron went through a lot of crap coming in through COVID, coming in with his own health. Then he's had his mother pass. Then he's got all of the off the field stuff, everything that's going on. He didn't sign up for all of that. Right. And so here's a situation where Ron may say, you know what? Three years of this, man, I'm out of here. So Ron could resign. He could step down. Now, I don't think he will because he's got two more years left on his deal. And if they fire him, they're going to have to pay him. Right. So so it's highly unlikely that he's going to step down. But listen, it's not like Ron needs the money. So two things can happen. And I'll recap that. Either the team the team sale could, could be a done deal, and they're going to announce that sooner rather than later. Or... Ron could decide that he's he's been done, he's done, and that he will step down, and we will be forced to look for a new coach anyway. I think both of those things are, are unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah, I, I think both of those are very unlikely. Um, and and even so, like I said, I, I go back to the offensive coordinator. If all of a sudden Ron does step down, you know what head coach and staff is coming to Washington? with this murky cloud above you because you know who's hiring who's who's uh what ownership group will be hiring the new coach right is is it the old is it the new and and i mean we have one game left right so and there's already been you know during the season there's been a, a few coaches that were fired so those teams are already looking to see you know is is there short term uh, fill in head coach going to go next year or are they already talking to other offensive coordinators and coaches and, and other people available? You're going to start seeing people hired and fired the week after, after next season. week. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, you, you will hear of a hire before the first playoff game of a, of a head coach out there. Okay. Right. And, and, and in that scenario, Washington is out on those people 
because we're not in a position to go get those coaches, those offensive coordinators under the circumstances of, of this ownership change. And realistically, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if, but if you don't realize it right now, I'm going to say there's a better than 50-50 chance that the coaching staff will be status quo going into 2023. I don't like that at all. Right? I do not like that. I, I don't um, like it either. There's only one guy I would potentially say won't be here next year. Everybody else will remain, but there's one guy I think that won't be here. By by his choice or by, yeah, oh, by, by being choice. fired? By his, by his choice? choice. Uh, and, and you think that might be Del Rio? Correct. Yeah. Ron's not going anywhere, I don't think. Because Ron's not going to walk away from the money. They're going to have to fire him and then be forced to pay him. Right. And with, with Ron staying on board, he's not going to change uh, offense coordinator. And if I'm Ron, I wouldn't either. And he certainly probably doesn't see Scott through the same lens that we as fans see him. Ron probably thinks there's other differences and reasons why, whatever, whatever. But he did, I don't think Ron's going to fire Scott Turner. And Del Rio would just leave just because the, Jack just may decide, you know, Hell, I don't need this and just bounce, right? right. I'm gonna finish right. this out. I'm gonna do you do your solid run, and I want to stay on for the rest of the season. But uh, I'm, I'm I don't want to be muzzled. I want to be able to say what I want to say. I want to get back on Twitter, and he may decide I'm out of here because again, well, I mean, he's also, not the one that needs the money. So he just hey, I'm out. Well, also, yeah. Well, also look at look at Del Rio, right? Um, he has a track record uh, of success as, as a defensive coordinator. It's it's been up and down here in in Washington. Um, but who's to say he doesn't have an opportunity with another team knowing that the new ownership is probably going to clean house. And so he, here's an opportunity to go now on his terms, right. as opposed to somebody else's terms. Correct. Um, you know, no, nobody's knocking on the door for Scott Turner, um, you know, to, you know, to, to even, uh, you know, clean up the locker room after a game. So, you know, we're, we're stuck there. Um, but, you know, as, as we're talking about, you know, how we how we got here, again, I'm not trying to go into the details. We can do that a little bit more at the end of the season. Um, you know, it was kind of a, you know, you talked about the, the Giants, the second Giants game kind of taking the wind out of your sail. I think the, the Giants game and the Cleveland Browns game from just this past week we're both kind of snapshots of everything that's been wrong at some point of the season, right? So, uh, whether it's decision making, uh, you know, by Rivera, whether it's you know, you're scratching your head at some of the calls that, um, uh, Scott Turner is making on, on, on fourth down plays. I mean, he's making fourth down. I mean, there's been a, several times this year where we've seen a fourth down play or a goal line play. And the play that he runs, it, you look at it and go, that's not a bad play. That's a horrible time to call that play. You know, <laughs> you're moving the ball and doing things and it's fourth and one and you decide to pitch it to a running back who's four or five yards behind the line of scrimmage, rather than give it to him and let him 
drop his head and shoulders and, and barrel away for one yard when he's been doing that, right? He's, he's been doing that and, and taking a step and doing a quick read and, and doing those good positive things. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I mean, I know you saw that a few weeks ago, there was the Sean Taylor statue tribute. There was another, uh, that kind of went under the radar, a, another statue, uh, on this past Sunday. And, and, and that was uh, when Ron Rivera made the decision to put Carson Wentz back there. Uh, come on, man. He, he can't, come on, he can't move. He can't move. <laughs> he, he is a statue back there uh, planted in the ground and cannot move. Again, that's a Ron Rivera decision. Um, and hey, man, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I, I want you to answer for the fans. Okay. You don't like Carson Wentz, do you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Where we sit right now, how how every single hold on a second, how every single Commanders fan feels right now, I've had that exact same feeling since the day they announced the trade for him. That, that, that's right? a no, right? That's, that's a no. You don't like Carson. And then, and, and, no. and now from 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 Ron Rivera perspective we're coming into dallas week here after benching heineke for at the end of the game against san francisco wentz comes in and you can't play any worse right you you then who then how wentz played this past week right you, you, you cannot don't, you don't, play any worse you don't you don't like wentz do you <laughs> and so so now so now where where does rivera sit <laughs> Come right? on, man. Where, where does Rivera go from this? Where does Rivera go for this? I don't know. Right? I know he's not going to ask you though. He's he, not going to ask Ken because he already knows how Ken feels. Well, he's he's in, he's in a bad situation. I mean, he, he's he's in a no win situation right now from a from a head coach perspective. Because if you if you go with Heineke, then you're saying, man, I I, I effed up last week, cost our team the the playoffs. Right, and and if you go and if you go did with, he? did he know? He, 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 he didn't know. He didn't know he was going to be eliminated, Ken. How <laughs> 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 uh, he? You say he cost us. The uh, yeah, he didn't in know. Hindsight now, but I'm saying, in, in, but but now he knows that his decision of starting Wentz gave us zero chance of winning that game. I mean, we're lucky we okay. scored ten points. I think. I mean, the the, the drive that we scored a touchdown, well, I mean, it's kind of funny because we scored the longest drive in the NFL all season. And you you normally you do that primarily by running. And then we couldn't repeat another drive all game to score after you have the longest score, most plays in the NFL all season. I mean, guys, guys were tired, man. Took took a lot out of them. You got. I mean, you just got to scratch your head and go, what is what is going on here? Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot to dissect here, Ken. Listen, listen, man. This season was like all the rest. Yeah. S- slow start. Dig up, which means we dig a hole. Yep. We climb it's out of a- it. Go go on a little short win streak. We climb out of it. Give everybody hopes that hey, we turned the corner. 
And just when everybody buys in that we we done turn the corner and and we're all thinking about it, man, if we just hadn't got off to a slow start, we'd be in a better spot. And just as we all start to buy in, they pull the rug from under us, and then we we just tank the rest of the season, whether it's injuries or whatever. Reggie, Reggie, let me interrupt you here real quick. That's how our season went. That's exactly how every single game goes. Right? We get behind early. <laughs> We yep. try to fight, fight, fight to get back, and we just can't quite do it. And at the end of the game, we end up losing. Uh, there were two benefits of starting Wentz this this week, right? If you want to be, if you want to be on the positive side, I'm going to be positive. Knucklehead Ken, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's what you're doing, but go ahead. It is, it is, it is. You st- stay with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number one is it ensures that Carson Wentz will not be back next week. I'm sorry, not next week. Next year. Next, next season. Year. All right, he'll okay. be cut. Um, he already didn't get enough snaps, so instead of giving up a second-round pick, we're only giving up a third-round pick for somebody who's not going to be on the team next year. That always makes you feel good. Um, and number two, it as poorly as he plays and, and shows that he is not a starting quarterback in this NFL any longer, it won knucklehead can of free lunch uh, from Reggie uh, when 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 – Carson Wentz doesn't sign a 20 plus million dollar contract next year. Uh, we've got that on audio uh, from, from from previous episodes. So that's, fine. that's, that's, that's a win win. That's a that's, that's a win win on both of those. But let me say you this. Let me say you this. I'm not convinced, Ken, that Carson Wentz will not be back next year. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. And hear me Dude. out. I'm not. I'm Go not ahead. You, you don't. You don't have to agree. But just hear me out. <laughs> Taylor Heineke probably would not be back. And I'll tell you why. If if nothing else, Taylor knows that for the most part, this this organization, this coaching staff has said it, I don't know how many different ways that they could have said it and communicated to him that they see him as a backup. That that's I mean, ever since he's been here, they brought people in. Sure. We've so we've shown you and we've told you. It's given in all the different ways. But yes, yes. But the, but at the end of the day, we know and we believe that you're going to be back up. So we're not looking at you, Taylor, to be our franchise quarterback down the down the road. They gave him opportunities to be, but he's not been able to get over the hump. So therefore, he knows that. So unless he wants to be a backup here, he's not coming back. Taylor has also worked himself into a, lo- a good payday, a good pay raise and a good payday somewhere else. And that somewhere else may allow him to a chance to compete, compete in a in, for a head of starting quarterback position that he probably will not get here. So because of that, he's probably gone. Ron Rivera, Ken, is not going to go into next season without a veteran quarterback. And it was not to surprise me because Carson Wentz will not get the salary that he is owed the next two seasons, whether he stays in Washington or somewhere else. So I can see Ron and those guys working out a deal to bring in a veteran. Oh, by the way, I don't have to bring in a veteran. He's right here, number 11, and sign him to no. a deal. A team, a team. I'm not saying that's what you want, but I can right. see them signing him to a team-friendly deal. And, oh, by the way, have how and or some of the quarterback that they draft. But in terms of your veteran presence in the locker room, I can see what they bring back Carson Wentz. I'm just telling you. 
Well, that's not that's not what I, I want. I, I I think I think you're totally off base on that. And and the okay. reason why is and and the, and the reason why is you look at the this past game along with the four or five games that he played before he got injured, and it was horrible quarterback play, right? And then you look at Heineke, and his play is not the play Heineke's play. I do not want as a starting quarterback, right? But if I'm having one or the other, and I'm paying modest money, it's not just your, I am not taking just your Heineke choice, all day long. It's not over, just your choice. Because listen to what I said though, Taylor would have to want Taylor. To come Taylor back will here. not have a starting quarterback opportunity in this league. Nobody is bringing him. They may say they may say I'm bringing you in to compete, but nobody is signing Taylor Heineke to be their starting quarterback. There's too many I, other I, I, I better. Did, I didn't say they're going to. I said there. they will give him. It, Taylor Heineke situation that I'm trying to describe is to me exactly what I think happened with Andre Carter. There was no chance for, for Andre Carter to be a starting wide receiver here with the return of Curtis Samuel healthy and the drafting of Jahan Dotson. So the only thing he was going to be here was a backup receiver and a special teamer. All money being equal. And in fact, you can argue that it's less because he went to California. Right. But he got a chance to get snaps at a wide receiver and, oh, by the way, be a special teamer to plan for the Chargers. And my point being is Taylor is going to want to get a chance, a, a chance to compete to be a starter. He's not going to get that chance in Washington because of the way they the way the staff views him. But another team can uh, now the team is going to be rebuilding. But it's going to be a team that's going to say, "Hey, we'll at least bring you in and they the best man win and he the chance and that's a chance he'll get somewhere else that he won't get in what he's not going to get that in Washington." And so therefore, I can see him leaving to go for a chance to be the starter. Not saying that some some team is going to bring him in just to be the starter. That that's what I'm saying. But hey, man, yeah, I've been wrong before. I, I, no, I, I see before. what you're saying. I, I I do understand what you're saying. But I my, my my slant on this is similar but different. Is at this point, under the system that we know that we're going to be playing next year, who is a better veteran to have under this system, Wentz or Heineke? Heineke. It's going to be Heineke. But Heineke and, has to want to come back, Ken. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I understand. I, I understand, right? Um, I mean, the only reason why Wentz wants to come back is because it's his only <laughs> – he has no other options, right? Uh, he, he may be like RG3 and Cam Newton and find out – you know, get cut by Washington and nobody wants you, not even as a backup, right? Um And, and, I, and I can easily see that happening with Carson Wentz. I'm not saying it will – it, but it won't surprise me. I'm going to put that at, at 50-50 that if Washington cuts him, people are going to say, I've seen enough. We, we saw you know, three strikes and you're out. Um, three strikes, you're out within three or four years, right? Um, Here's but, the other thing. But, but, but if, Washington, if Washington goes and takes the approach that they're going to go get one of these rookie quarterbacks, they bring him in, and Heineke is the starter with a rookie quarterback sitting potentially in the wings. Now, if the rookie comes through the camp and just you know is on fire and uh, takes position from Heineke, then that's fine. Um, I, I I'm going to go ahead on the record right now and say I think Heineke will be 
with our current staff, right? Staff changes, you know, start making adjustments, but you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to get Heineke from a starting quarterback perspective. You're gonna get him at a good price and draft somebody, cut Wentz, and that's gonna free up twenty six million dollars, and you can start making other moves to make your team around him better while the rookie quarterback comes up to speed. Um, we can debate this for a long time. So I'm just going to, that, that's your two cents and I'm going to give you mine. However it's done, the, the, the position won't be fixed. So I don't know which direction you're going to go. Correct. But I think the scenario in which I, I, I just said here is possibility. I also think Having saw the interview with Taylor Heineke, I think because I, I can buy what you're selling, you can, right. and what and, and what you're trying to sell me on Taylor, but Taylor has to want to come back here. Absolutely. Okay. And I think from what I saw the interview, that last interview when they decide to go back to Carson Wentz, for the first time I can see that bothered Taylor. Yeah, punch in the stomach without a doubt. Punch yeah. in the stomach. He's he's been a consummate teammate. He's yeah. been a great professional. But again, I think kind of like how when we say like the Giants game was a was a telling sign for us as this season, that might have been the last draw in terms of, okay, you know what? I think my time here is up. And although you're saying, hey, do this, we'll cut wins and all this kind of stuff, it doesn't matter. We're still looking for Taylor's replacement. And he has to want to come back here knowing that once again, this coaching staff only sees him at a li- in a limited role. Whereas, hey, listen, man, everybody wants to start. They've all said it. Right. Every, every player. And if someone is saying, hey, we'll give you a shot, a fair battle, you want me to believe that Taylor's going to say, well, I'd rather go be a backup in Washington than to take the opportunity to be a starter somewhere else. And I'm not so sure of that. Do I, I, want, I don't know. But but at the same time, I I I just I don't know. Have, so I'm not so sure. Okay. I'm not so sure that Taylor's going to be back. Well, my my back. example, my example, yeah, my example on on that 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 change or shift is from a quarterback perspective is knowing your your skill set, your leverage, and your opportunities, whether they are or not. If if you're chasing empty opportunities you're hurting yourself, right? I understand wanting to get paid and, and all that stuff, but a, a perfect example, and I can see Heineke doing this for another five, six, seven years somewhere in the league is the Colt McCoy, right? Colt McCoy at one part was was considered a starter. He started in this league, and he went after a couple opportunities where he thought he might be able to start, and then and in Washington, he ended up eventually uh, embracing the backup quarterback role, and has I, been a very I, was a very solid backup here. I understand, but how many to, how many places did Colt McCoy how go? Aspires to do that. How many places he went before he finally decided? You know what? I think I'm just going to be a career backup. Taylor's been in the league two years, Ken. He still probably has the dream but, and but, think but, that but he can he be a starter. It's not about what it's not about he, he, me. He, he, want, he want, right. It's confidence in yourself, but you also have to sit down with 
hopefully, and I think that, that Taylor probably does ha- has good people around him and go, look, this, this league is not looking for undrafted people sleeping on the, on their sister's couch, right? They're look, they're looking for first round stars at their college that are yeah, brought in. At- but, but that's your outlook and my outlook on what his career is projected to be. That's not what he's projected. And, I, you, I don't, he, and, and I, you and I don't I, know I what he's, he's, I think he's realist. I think he, I think he's more realistic uh, exactly. than what you, what you, what you think. I'm not saying he, he won't. Um, I will preface this that if I, this is a big, if, but if Ron Rivera does get fired, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that none of the three quarterbacks that are here currently will be here next year. A new coaching staff will let all of them go, including Hal. Including Hal. Huh? Including Hal. Okay. So that's that's my that's my two cents. Man, you got um, a lot. Of, you got you got a lot of predictions today. I do. I hey. Now now we are in 2023, but pretty much all of my predictions, un- unfortunately. All my predictions for 2022 were pretty much on uh, about what was, what was my year prediction? What was my Wentz uh, prediction? I don't uh, know. My I, think you, I think maybe I think maybe two predictions may be good. Those are two huge predictions. All right, <laughs> those, those are like double bets. Those are like those are like parlays right there. Those two. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Well, they, they they counted for double. Huh? Okay. Well, they they were they were a double parlay, you know. So uh, the payoff, the pay. Look, I've said it before. I wanted to be wrong, you know. I, it, you know, if you weren't a Wentz fan, you're, you know, you were like, oh man, I want uh, I want Washington to win. Oh Are you man, about me? You no, no, just, about- just in, in general, in general, right? You, okay. but I, I was pulling for Wentz uh, against Cleveland, but right out right out of the bat is for. His first pass, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" And it never got better. It never got better. It was Listen, more of the same the whole game. For, for all the listeners out there, when Go ahead and tell them. Go ahead and our our first play, our first play, I think it was a run, maybe. No, uh, well, his first pass. No, no, was, no. I'm just uh, saying, but the first play of the game, I, the third play of the game, I yeah. think, was Carson Wentz's first pass. Correct. And when he sailed that ball over Williams' head, <laughs> I, I, keep in mind we just started the game. Yep, yep, we I, sure did. I thought Kim there, was about there was to no come, reaction by somebody thought, wasn't there. Kim, Kim was about to come unglued. <laughs> I, I think I came out of my seat almost. If if I didn't, it was it was really close, man. man he took, really his, he close. took his hat off. He was this man. I mean, third play of the game, y'all. Because and I, I've and seen I, it too and much. I, I've and seen I made it the, over and over with Wentz. I know his Kim, accuracy. I, look, I've said it before. For those that don't know, and Reggie knows, he's laughing because I've been saying this for years. If within five oh. to seven yards and closer, you should be at an 85, 90% completion rate. You just should. Those are easy passes that you've been throwing since since Pop Warner, or definitely since high school football. <laughs> you've thrown Stop, man. Stop. 10,000 plus Stop. of those passes. And he, but he didn't throw just that one. He threw like three or four passes that game that, that the receiver or running back that couldn't even touch 
Couldn't Listen, even touch. I, I I'm sorry. But but I'm talking about the first his first oh, pass yeah. of the game. Yeah, and, the first you know, one. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. And Reggie was laughing. Reggie was laughing at me. Because I knew what, you what, was happened have, the, what happened with the second what happened with the second pass, Reggie? I laughed because <laughs> I knew you was gonna have an overreaction to Carson selling that ball. Because I because I, I said it to you. I said, one, if if that was Taylor, you'd have been a little frustrated, but it wouldn't have been the reaction that the the huge reaction that you had with Carson, although you still felt that Taylor should should be able to hit the running back in the flat. The other reason why why I was laughing and, and, and that you had the reaction, because I made the comment. I said, Carson hadn't played since week six. And I said, the guy might have some jitters, man. You hear players, you hear players all the time say they still get nervous before the game. That's why and they give Car- him an easy pass. That's why they Car- give him an easy pass. Okay, but Carson knew. He was coming in to be scrutinized, and he could not mess up. And the guy come in, and he, he got a little more juice on it, right? And Ken, Ken I came with glue at the table, man. But I did. it's okay. And, and, it's okay. But, but and it fair, didn't get better. It but didn't to get be better. fair, I said I understood. No, you didn't. When, you said I was when, making excuses. No, no, no. Prior to prior to the game prior, when, when they benched Heineke and they brought in Wentz, I said I understood that. I had no problems with it. I, I, it was, that was the right decision in that moment. Now I wasn't so sure that Heineke or Wentz should start. I, I didn't know, right? I honestly didn't know. I can't sit here in hindsight and go, well, it should have been, it should have been Heineke. Like I said, I didn't say that, right? But Ron, you done messed up. I'm gonna say messed up. <laughs> All right, you, you done messed up. Because, and and then right after that, what well, what was his next pass? His his next pass was a what was an in another Carson Wentz inaccurate pass and got picked off. Next, it wasn't the very next pass, was it? Yes, it was. It was the INT. Yes, that was the, the very next play, pass. Ken. Come on, come on. Ward made a made a great play on that. No, team. it was thrown behind. It was thrown behind it, on an out pattern. It should always be out in front of the receiver, and it was behind him. Which is guess what? That's right where the receiver plays when he's cutting to match Terry's cut to the outside. So he he, under, he undercut the route. He, he didn't have to undercut it. It was underthrown. I say underthrown. It was thrown behind him rather than out in front of him. Okay. That's, that's, that's like, again, that's quarterback 101 right there, man. All right, man. You hate wins. <laughs> You haven't admitted it yet, but well, I'm gonna let everybody know. Ken, Ken does not like Wentz. Look, look, just just for the record, I freaking ooh, I almost said something else. I freaking hate Wentz. I okay, despise fine. him. Finally, you. Admit I, it. I, I I will I will uh, pay for his Uber to drive him out of there if his if his car breaks down to get to get the hell out of uh, Washington D.C. <laughs> I hate him. I hope you I hope you have a wonderful life. Healthy, long life, your family and everybody's good and healthy. Oh my god. But I don't ever want to see you in burgundy and gold again. As a matter of fact, I, I want him to be inactive against uh Dallas. You know, let let Heineke start or Hal. I don't care. And uh let, let uh, Wentz be inactive. I will be happy. I, matter of fact, I'm gonna buy you a drink at the game if if they announce it. Oh my god. I'll get you your uh your your, your tequila shot. Come on, man. Let's get, <laughs> let's keep this moving. <laughs>
Hey, 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 fellow knuckleheads out there. I'm just glad you admitted it. Go out to Twitter and hashtag Reggie, whatever, and let us know that you agree with Knucklehead Ken on your hate and your despise for Carson Wentz at, at this point, right? If it wasn't early, that's fine. I understand. Got to have hope. But yours, this point, yours, yours was get, on the hate, the get, get on the hate bandwagon. Get on the hate bandwagon, man. That's cool, it's fun man. up here. Cool. It's, it's fun. Cool. It's cool. But, I, I, uh, I just know that you've not been a fan. I think it, I think it correct. Distorts a little bit of your view of some of the things, but not okay. All. though. But it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, speaking speaking of, of of Twitter, uh, and, and coming up against Dallas here, I, I put out a poll today. Uh, it is open. If you're listening to this um, Wednesday night or th- what's today, Tuesday. I'm sorry. If you if you hear it uh, Tuesday evening or Wednesday uh, up till midday, there's a poll out there that you can uh, participate in. Asking with with one game left. Do you play against the hated Cowboys? And as as you and I both uh, would agree with each other on this one, is if there's only two games I got to win all year long, it's got to be against Dallas. If I'm only if I'm going two and fifteen, and I can and I can paint the perfect picture, it's going to both games are going to be against Dallas. Correct. So we've been eliminated, and I and the poll question was, do you want to beat Dallas or? Are you okay with losing and potentially uh, have as good of a draft pick as number 10? Uh, I think right now we're sitting at 14. So you could move, I guess you call it up, move up four spots when you're trying to get a quarterback, obviously, is our number one uh, glaring hole. Would you want to lose and get that draft pick or win, lose, draw? I don't care what day it is, what the situation is. I always want to be the hated Dallas Cowboys. You know? So, yeah, oh, in case you didn't, the volume was down a little bit there. Sorry about that. Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> so, so your vote is you'd rather beat Dallas on Sunday. I I don't want to sway people. I don't want to sway people with my <laughs> with oh, my. I know what you voted for. Look, I actually, technically, I didn't vote. I, I will go in and I will end up voting. Uh, who knows? I might have the deciding vote. But it hurts. It hurts me to say this. So you already know where I'm going to go, right? Especially because Reggie and I live behind enemy lines in Dallas. And, and, and even, even though it, the game doesn't matter to us uh, from a standings perspective, we're going to hear some noise. We're going to hear we some will. noise from somebody. We will. Because, uh, uh, you, you know, and. It'll be second year in a row they swept us, man, if we lose. Yeah. And. But but I, this season is over, right? We've got a glaring hole that I think is going to continue one year, two years, another 20 years until we get the quarterback situation resolved. Uh, we both agree that the future of our franchise at the quarterback position is not on this team. Um, Maybe. It, it is not on this team. You don't um, think it's how? You no. haven't seen him play. You can't say it. Uh, like I, you no, haven't I seen him play. So. Yet. Hey, prove me wrong. Hashtag prove it is my motto for this season. Um, I'm not going to say he's not on the team because I haven't seen how play. 
but but with that being said, I mean he'll probably be invited to, to training camp, right? He's he's a low cost to be in there, and maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't. Uh, but he'll be in training camp if there's a new regime. Either way, um, but I need I need a new court. I need a a future hope. Uh, even at number ten, might not get us the quarterback that we want. But at number, it's a lot easier to move from ten up to. I'm just throwing out a number five to get the quarterback that you want then from 14 to number five, you got to give up a whole lot, a whole lot more uh, on those two positions. Um, and if you're, and if you're the team getting it, not only are you getting more, but the quality of player that you can still potentially get at 10, 10 versus 14 uh, is a big difference also. Um, so with that being said, you know, long ways and I'll take, I'll take the loss. Um, because we're not, you know, if we were if we were helping to keep the Cowboys from getting, even though we've been eliminated, if the Cowboys lost and the Cowboys <clears throat> were eliminated by us beating them, then I'm going to go ahead and take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the win if I have one choice or the other. But it doesn't matter to the Cowboys at this point. Uh, a little bit, it does a little bit. Uh, they're, they're, they're playing for something on Sunday, but they but they're relying on other people. Right. If if Philly, if Philly wins, I believe Philly, if Philly wins and beats the Giants, Philly will have the number one spot. Correct. Right. So. Correct. So, again, they're, they're relying on on their win plus Philly to yep. lose. Yeah, but the Giants are not out of it. So the Giants could be play. E- either way. They have something yeah. to play for. So, um, <clears throat> no, man, we need to lose this game. I, I'm not one of those guys that that just want to lose and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I've been a fan a long time, man, and I'm tired. I'm tired of the mediocrity. So I know you can pick a guy in the 20, in the, in the, you know, the 25th pick in the draft and still get a stud player. Got it. I don't need, I don't need you to tell me that it doesn't matter where you pick players. They come out of different round. Got it. Understand Tom Brady was a sixth round and Antonio Brown was a fifth or sixth round. Got it. But you know what also helps when you're picking early and you pick the guys, you got a better chance of picking guys early on. Cause I know they're busts as well. Not interested, not interested in trying to just beat Dallas just for the sake of saying we split this year. And Oh, by the way, now we're picking 15th, 14th, 15th of the draft. Not interested in right. years past. I might say, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care if we lose from draft spots. Beat Dallas. I don't care. Whatever. Don't don't care. So for me, we don't need to win this game. Um, we need to get. We need to be in a spot to be able to negotiate. And if that means able to move up to get a quarterback, or be in a spot to be in a spot where some teams want to trade. And so, therefore, we move down and we gather more draft picks. That's what we need. I want to be in a spot where I can I can dictate what's going to happen. Right. And beating Dallas and, and dropping down spots, not interested in that. So, because beating it, it, Dallas it doesn't do it future, doesn't do right. anything. It doesn't do anything for us. It'll help Ron to say that he didn't have a losing season because he'll he'll end up being eight and eight. I don't care about that. 
Yeah, and I, and I don't think that that's for for all the criticism that I give Ron, that's not a Ron type of comment or statement anyway. Um, but 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 my point being is thinking big picture. For me, as a fan, yeah, we don't need to win this game. Yeah, we don't need to win uh, this game. Dallas is going to go to playoffs whether whether they win or lose against us. Not not going to well, matter. Yeah, and 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 talking about Dallas, you know, Dallas is uh, as we covered is twelve and four. Uh, right now, Philadelphia is is leading. It would get the bye if both Dallas and Philadelphia win. Um, Dallas is six and one in, in the last seven games. And you know, when you one of the key things that I look at at Dallas, even if Washington would have won this past week and we're fighting for it, uh, Dallas has scored. In, in all of those games, uh, the past when they went six and one in the past uh, seven games, they've scored 27 points or more in every single game. And Washington has only scored more than 27 points twice all season. So and, and it hasn't has been recent. Uh, it was in, in the it was the very first game and then the game against Philadelphia where, for lack of better terms, we played a perfect game. Uh and uh, you know we haven't been able to duplicate a, a perfect game or even close to perfect game since then. So you know you, you got to look at it and go. You know we've been sputtering on offense all year. Uh, our defense overall has has played well. You know the back half of the season, but are they going to be able to slow down Dallas to a point where we can score enough points with all of our struggles? And that's a clearly an, an uphill battle that. Uh, that is not a good recipe for where we sit right now. No, man. And and like I said earlier, you know, coming into this with five weeks to go, you know, most of us thought that this Dallas game wouldn't mean anything to, to Dallas. And so they'd be resting players and it would begin would be one of those games that we could steal. That's not the case. We're one, we're already eliminated. And two, even if we were not eliminate, eliminated, Dallas needs this game. Because they're trying to get that number one spot, right? Um, but here we are. The game means nothing, as I said earlier. I will say we don't need to win it. In fact, I I would rather we get out of this game just healthy. I don't I don't want anyone getting a major injury. Certainly, in, by way of ACL, I think it's probably the the, the most serious one because it takes so long to recover. Right, but a, bro- a broken bone. You know, I'm sitting here saying that's not a big deal. It is if if this your bone is broken, but at least that's something you can recover back in about eight weeks, right? But you right. tear an ACL, you tear some ligaments that requires a major surgery, a pec muscle, or something of that of that nature. You know, now you got a long recovery in the off season, and pretty much you're going to be out next year, right? right. So I just want to get out of this game healthy. Uh, I want the you know at the end of the day, I'm not interested in if we win this game. And going and head to the offseason, man, for the draft. Um, I mean, to your to your point, you know, we you had mentioned that there may have been a position where we may have been in a position where Dallas had would have rested some of their players. I, I think we need to flip that, and any Washington player that we think has a future with Washington, 
should not be playing if they got any dings or tweaks. Uh, an, an example is Jonathan Allen, right? He he hyperextended right. his his leg. If if I think if this was a playoff game, you know, if, if we won, we're in the playoffs. He would probably be playing um, and, and just you know fight through it. I think this week, I don't want to see Jonathan Allen even suited right. up. Don't even put on a uniform. Um, I, let me see you over there in the stands or not the stands on, on the sideline, patting guys on the back, uh, in your sweats and, and you know, and, and sipping on Gatorade all game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few other players like that as well. I don't have a problem with, uh, I, I know, uh, from what I had heard, uh, B Rob ha- has a little like, lingering leg soreness injury. Um, sit fighting through it, sit him. Could give yeah. Williams the reps. Let Williams, Williams, and, uh, Williams and, and, Pat- and Patterson take the yep. reps. Let, let, let him, uh, let if Cam Curl still not 100%, sit him. BSJ, sit him. Sit him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's there's nothing for us to gain um, by playing and winning this game on Sunday. There's nothing to gain from it. Right. And I understand there's some people who will probably say you play and you, you win at all costs and blah, blah, blah whatever. You, whatever. That's fine. That's your opinion, and this is mine. My opinion is this: get, we get we gain nothing from it. So sit them, sit them if you can. Guys that are nicked up, ding, sit them. Right. So and uh, yeah, and and Washington is playing the late game, or I say late. They're playing the late afternoon game. Uh, it's the what? three o'clock, three three o'clock, four o'clock Eastern time, um, and. Philadelphia is also playing at the same time. Philadelphia Giants, I, I thought maybe they were playing earlier because they're an East Coast game, but they don't want either team to know what the other team, you know, we've they've won or they lost and we can sit people or not sit people. So the NFL has has manipulated it. So, so no team has any kind of a, I don't know if you want to call it an advantage, but no team ha- – can rest or not rest players in in this kind of situation. So I guess I guess for the NFL fan that that's a good thing. You know, more competitive games out there. Just wish the games at noon though. <laughs> oh, me personally, one, I wish, one, yeah, I wish both teams o'clock. were playing at noon, uh, one o'clock. Yeah, that's that's the time that uh, a main man Reggie and I prefer prefer all seventeen games to be at. I'll, I'll yes, take a sir. entire season of noon games. Yes, uh, sir. Central time, one o'clock Eastern. So. But uh, uh, you got anything else, Reggie? Before we head to the the ultimate segment, <laughs> and and, and, I, and, I, and I know we you know is kind of a we, we've kind of all covered it, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and lay it out here. You know, this is the last one of the season, Reg. Good, good, <laughs> good. Yeah, the uh, the segment is normally a little bit of fun. You know, you 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 explain where where you are, why you are. Uh, but you know, we we've both kind of laid out that for one, we would prefer to kind of not win. You know, it, hey, if 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 somehow Washington were able to pull out this win, I I, I could. I could celebrate it. It wouldn't be the the, the crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would celebrate it so I could go talk trash, and that is the only reason is for trash yeah, talking. If, yeah, if they that's won, what, be like, okay, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but you know, overall, yeah, you know, we both kind of feel the same way. 
Um, Damn right. Uh, me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but but with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give my number. Um, go ahead, man. What you got? Give it to me. It is on a scale of one to ten, right? One to ten. Um, because I don't want to be like the most doubting person ever. I'm gonna go the one and a half. <laughs> uh, I, I think if 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 Dallas puts forth a full game offensively and defensively, um, you know, they they got a solid defense. They they were playing a lot better at the beginning of the season. They they've slacked off a little bit, um, but they're playing with with a purpose against our offensive line that has struggled all season and and we don't have anything to play for right it'll be yeah the 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 players already know and have their beach vacation flights scheduled for tuesday or wednesday of next week all right they're going to drop off all their gear on monday have the the meeting with the coach and their season is done um so, you know, I, I don't, it's not that they're not going to play hard, but mentally, I think that, you know, they've, they've checked out the way the season is ending, the way last week went. Um, like I said, I, I give it a, a 1.5. Uh, why as far why, as why are you playing coach. around, man? And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, that, and I'm going to tell you that that 1.5 is being generous. So I said, why are you playing around? I'm just going to be straight to it. My numbers are one because we're not going to win this game. Right, we're not gonna win this game, and if we don't win, if we win this game, is because the Cowboys went out there and just completely laid an egg, which I don't think they're gonna do because they got something to play for. Um, I think this game is my my only concern about this game <clears throat> that it ends up being a slaughter like that game we played last year when we had all of our guys out on COVID. Yeah, and the Cowboys beat us some awful. 40, 50 points to what I remember what it was. This could be an ugly game. It's going to be, it's going to be ugly. <clears throat> no idea who's going to be the quarterback. Doesn't matter. It's, you know, I'm not going to say the guys are going to quit. I, I, Cause I, I, I'm never going to say guys are quit, but excuse me, to be invested in the game. I think guys would just be trying to play to make sure they're not getting hurt and to go into all season injured. So just, you got 60 minutes, go out there, you get through it, off to the offseason, and off they go. And well, I think it's just, it's just because being, I think yeah. I think the I think the sales, the win not only went out of the sales of the fans, but I think the players as well. Because anytime you heard them talk, they talked about being in this spot, being in the driver's seat, and being able to control our own destiny. And for them to go out and over the next you know four weeks and just lose every game i don't think anybody saw that coming and, and that's part of maybe what being a young team is about learning how to stay focused and win when you need it but the fact that they, that they've not won at all in the month of december man is is it's got to be shocking so right. i i just i just think that this game is just to get the last one out out of the way and i think players are going to go into the all season and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but but yeah, the, yeah. it's a one. Yeah, My confidence is a one. Yeah, they're not going to lay down or anything like that. But you know, the 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 focus you can't help it. The focus not be a, as sharp and as crisp. Um, even even going through drills and everything, 
you know, this week leading up. Um, you know, you're going to run your routes, you're going to do everything, you're going to study, and you're going to be prepared. But it's not with the, you know, you're not you're not spending that extra 15 minutes. You know, if this, yeah, if this is a playoff play game, for. yeah, people would be spending an extra, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour each day, making you know, reviewing film and and, and taking it home with them and doing all the extras. Uh, nobody's doing any extras at this point. Uh, your body's sore. Uh, mentally, you're sore at, at this point of the season for Washington. So, you know, if, if they're able to keep it close in the fourth quarter, hey, kudos to them. Kudos to the team and, and the players. I don't, I don't see it happening. But if they do, I, I take off my hat to them and, and give them a pat on the back, even in a loss, and go on and say, hey, you guys played damn well uh, harder and with, with a fervor that, that I wasn't expecting. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's all we got, man. But uh, before we sign off, uh, you know, I think we should address the, the injury to um, DeMar Hamlin the uh, number three, the safety for the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Um, you know, man, I, I saw that. And, uh, you know, being removed from the field, um, you know, it, it doesn't quite hit, hit as close as to perhaps, you know, if he played for our team or being there live to see it happen. But I will say this, at the end of the day, we watch football for entertainment and we like heart crushing things and those, you know, those tackles and things that happen. But a, a good human being never wishes to see someone hurt, even on the other team. Right. I don't know DeMar Hamlin, never heard the name, but even if that, even if that kid played for Dallas, I never want to see something like that happen on the field. Um, you know, we tell, we say things like cardiac arrest and CPR, and we hear those terms, heart attack, and we hear these things. But when you really think about what they are, that young man's heart stopped on the field. He needed CPR. On the field. On the field. And I don't know what the, the medical terminology for CPR stands for, but I can tell you the R is resuscitation. They had to shock that man's, that young man's heart. And so to realize what happened, it makes you stop and realize the human side of these players. And I personally have never been that guy, but I know that some fans and you, we've been to sporting events and people can get real cruel as if these guys are characters, but they're human beings, man. They're husbands, they're brothers, they're uncles, they're somebody's child. And for me, it's always been a game, but I never take it that way, man. And to see some of the stuff that's being said, some of the callousness of people saying the game should have been played and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no place for that, man. That, right, that kid right. essentially at this point, he's still in critical condition, right? He may survive, and if he does, he may not 
be whole again. He may never play football again. The fact that he probably lost some oxygen to his brain could mean that he could essentially have some mental issues. I mean, his life may never be the same again. And uh, the only thing I can say is that uh, it was unfortunate. It sucks. Uh, It's hard to understand because when you saw it on the field, when you saw the video, my take on it was, wow, that wasn't even a hard hit. Right. You know, I've seen worse hits and guys get up and walk off. But, man, the hit wasn't hard. And I guess in this case it didn't need to be. But nonetheless, the kid still had a heart attack. And – that, yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. I felt I felt for his family. And uh, all I can say is that we wish the best and hope for the best uh, for DeMar and his family and hope that he has a full recovery. I, I hope that he's one of those kids like that other Bills player, man, that got paralyzed. Next thing you know, he the treatment and everything, and he ends up walking again. So I right. hope this kid, that youth, plays a role and that uh, he ends up having a full recovery from this. And I'm hoping that the – you got to give a shout out to the medical staff that was on the field right away that was able to get his get it get his heart going again and to get him right. a pulse and, and that type of deal. But man, you know, you just wish the best for this kid and his family. And one last thing, Ken, then I'll give you a chance to speak. But yeah. um, everyone knows about the the toy drive that he had that had been up for about two years, and he had only raised about twenty twenty five hundred dollars. And I think the last alert i saw it was almost four million dollars man so so that's that's amazing um that that people have been so generous to donate to that um but i'm just hoping for the best and wishing for the best um for that kid and i hope he pulls out of this and and survives this and hell i even hope he plays again oh absolutely absolutely It, it would be wonderful to see uh next season you know, opening day, he he runs out there, and and whether it's a home game or away game, he's obviously going to get a standing ovation. Um, much, much, much more serious than what we had here in Washington when when B Rob got shot, right? And yeah. when we first heard that, we we're like, holy cow, what in the world? Because I mean, for us, it was you know, uh, reminiscent of Sean Taylor, and thankfully it, it wasn't serious. But in you know, in this case, clearly it was. I. I I had just turned on the game. I forgot the game was on, and I'd only watched like four plays prior to that happening. And I'm sitting there watching it live, and, and in my mind, I was thinking that maybe he he you know, had a helmet to helmet hit with somebody prior to the tackle because the tackle didn't look right. like it was that big of a deal. I mean, uh, I mean that kind of injury and that force could have easily been done on a hard pick in basketball, right? It's one of these freak injuries at the wrong time, the wrong place, the wrong situation. I don't know what kind of behind-the-scenes medical condition that there might have been. I'm not trying to say that there was, but maybe something that was there that he didn't know about along with the impact, along with whatever. I I don't want to project things that I don't know as as being factual. It's just we don't know, right, is the big thing. and. Like I said, you, you saw it a few times, and you're like, "There's no way that that was the problem. It has to be something else. It has to be something else." Uh, but he got, he did get, uh, have the impact on his chest, and you know, right there where where your where your heart is, and, and that was the problem that he was having, not a concussion or not a seizure or something like that. It was it was heart related. So, um, yeah, we can only you know wish for uh, a a full recovery, 
Um, and you know, if you're never able to play football again, but you have a health, healthy life, that's, that's, you know, what we would wish for first. And, and if we can, you know, get a couple, uh, uh, good things going your way and you're able to play football again, that would be, that would be wonderful. Uh, you know, the, the cherry on, on top of that. So we wish him and his family nothing but the best. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And so with that, Ken, Yes, sir. That's all, that all I got, man. And I guess we'll be back. We'll be back after the uh, Dallas game. Yeah, I mean, after the Dallas, I mean, a couple things, you know, the, the season will be over, but we want to kind of do a a breakdown of some of the highs and lows of the of the season. Um, and, again, I mean, we, we, we all talk about Ron Rivera and we talk about Scott Turner, and those are kind of the – and then the quarterback situation, but there's also other highs and lows that we've seen this, this year, um, things that make you scratch your head and, and concerned about for 2023, but there's also some bright spots. And I, I think as being, uh, a, a couple guys that like to shoot it to you straight, Reggie and I would like to kind of cover, cover both things. Um, you know, we, we discussed on here, we got to get the quarterback situation situated, but you know, do we have everything else but a quarterback? You know, the, I, I would say we don't necessarily have everything, but we definitely have some bright spots and things that teams would love to have um, from, from some of our staff. And um, we'll go over that and and also do a podcast of looking into the future. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll be in the off season. Uh, we'll continue to be having podcasts. We'll be right here. We, we ain't going that. nowhere. We'll be right here. Yeah. We ain't going yeah. nowheres. Yeah, yeah. Get get, get your alerts uh, set up so so you can keep on hearing a couple of knuckleheads in, in the off season, and uh, we'll right. have some laughs together. And uh, that's right, as always. Because we, but, we ain't uh, going nowheres. <laughs> but Reggie, that's all I got. Uh, until next time, knuckleheads. Peace out. Peace out.